Before we go any further, one of the things that I want to talk to you about is, uh, man, I saw a motorcycle jacket on somebody. Was that? Yeah, amen, glory to God, I like it. And uh, we, <laughs> amen. Uh, before we go any further today, I want to look at this verse that uh, Serena just talked about in Haggai. And, and uh, one of the things I want you to see is, did you hear what she was saying is, the blessing of God is coming. The blessing of God is actually waiting on us to get into our place. It's waiting for us to get into that place. And I want you to notice over the last, um, you know, the last three weeks specifically, it's been a harder message to our flesh. Anybody notice that besides me? And, uh, you know, it's been a harder message. What's the Lord doing? He's preparing this place for the glory. He's preparing it for the glory. And I want you to, I want you to see this. Uh, look, at, look at this verse, uh, chapter 2, and, and it says, verse 7, or, or just go to 6. Uh, For thus says the Lord of hosts, let's make sure we put it up, Haggai 2, 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth and the sea also and the dry land. I will shake all the nations. Now I want you to know we are in that time right now. This started a couple of years ago, uh, maybe a little bit before that, but we are in the shaking now. This, this is coming to pass as we speak. I will shake all the nations, and they will come with the wealth of all nations, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Now, if you see, one of the things that you see about the glory is that uh, it, in Exodus 33, Moses says, show me your glory. And God says this, I will cause all of my goodness to pass before you. That was his answer to the glory. So the glory of God is all of his goodness. Can you imagine if God pours out the glory like we just read about on you? In this house, in your home, can you imagine all of God's goodness? Oh, my goodness. Amen. Now, buddy, I want you to hold that microphone for Barrett so she doesn't have to get up. But what I want you to explain is the last time you saw, you were sharing some of this. Explain the last time you saw that correction coming to the house to prepare it to go to another level. And what we're seeing now is different. It's a different thing. Share that quickly. So the last time messages like this, even stories and testimonies that pastor has been sharing was back when we moved into this building and they were corrective in nature. They were maintenance. Yeah. However, after they came, a hunger fell in this body. A level yeah. of the fire of the God came in this house and we, the entire culture was shifted. The Glory entire people of this ministry was shifted. And what the Lord was telling me the other day is that it's not coincidence. There's a specific reason pastor is sharing messages as he has been. Yeah. It's because this time there's a preparation for the glory to come and not just touch, yeah. but to abide in a body and a yeah. people. We've got <laughs> hunger. We understand it. But now it's a preparation to be an administration suitable for the fullness of the times yeah. of his glory. Amen. What I wanted you to hear was somebody who's seen it before when we started the process. This is a step beyond that. This is We're stepping into something 
that we've never touched before, a level we've never touched before. And if we will give ourselves to that preparation, we'll be able to hold that. So do we have that testimony from last week ready to play uh, from Kevin? If not, ask them to get it ready real quick, please. So amen. So last week, and just just uh, give me a thumbs up when it's ready, but last week when... Um, Last week when we were praying, you know, I'm preaching. It was a long message last week. And uh, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the flow of knowledge. It's a pretty in-depth message. It's a teaching message. What I'm not talking about is healing. I'm not preaching on healing. I'm not talking about healing. I am talking about the power of God and the anointing of God. But I'm not preaching about healing directly. But the, the word says this, that when you preach the word, God works with the word with signs and wonders following. And so uh, Kevin Buck, we'll, uh, we'll get this up because I want you to see it. We shared it on social media. But uh, he was right here. And uh, when I prayed over him, I, I felt the power of God like flow through me, just course through my veins. And he, he went, ah, like this and fell down. And uh, maybe, well, his voice is a little bit, come here, Kevin. <laughs> he was trying to sneak out the door. He was probably trying to get something ready, but uh, his, his voice probably not as deep as mine. Well, instead of doing the video, we'll just let you tell it. There you go. So you, you felt the power of God on the ground, and I knew you felt the anointing, but then uh, no, no preaching on healing, just preaching the word. What we saw was the word, and then what happened? So I was laying on the floor for a long time, long time, just in the peace of God and uh, <laughs> just letting him kind of work on me. And he wasn't really saying anything particular to me at the time, just uh, felt at peace. And then um, toward the end of service, he, I, I felt he was saying, okay, now you, you can get up now. You're going to need to roll over to get up now. And I uh, okay, Lord. And he said, oh, and, and I healed your ankle. I'm like, oh, well, thank you, Lord. I received that. I received that. And I forgot about it a little bit. And then I went over and I was talking to somebody else at the church here, Corey, and, and I was telling him, yeah, this is what the Lord just said to me. It was like not, he wasn't really speaking words, but he was pouring into me. But then he did say he healed my ankle. And I went, and it's totally good. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. I Amen. Glory to God. Raise your hands. Thank you, Father. So bring it again to both of thee. Lord, pour out more. <laughs> more, more in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So he told me afterwards, <laughs> he told me afterwards that uh, I love it when people are, are sensitive to the things of the Spirit. <laughs> um, he told me afterwards, he said, my ankle's been bothering me bad for days. He said, and I was just coming up to receive some of the stuff of God. And and Lord goes, oh, by the way, your ankle's healed too. Glory to God. That's the way the Lord does stuff. So, amen. <laughs> well, today we're talking about, Johnny, if you'll grab those things. Uh, today we're talking about unlocking the life of God. Unlocking the life of God in a specific way. Turn, if you would, to 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 18. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 18. Unlocking the life of God. Thank you. Got some cool stuff to show you. 
I love the anointing. Oh, I love the anointing. Does anybody else here love the anointing? Glory to God. I love the anointing. Amen. This is a, a relic. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. But now God has placed the members in the body just as he desires. God has set the members in the body just as he desires. I want to pull out some things to you, some things that are really special to us. I'm curious. Okay. Wow. Okay. Is that it's two CDs. Yeah, there's still CDs in here. Yeah, there's probably somebody looking for these. Jesus Culture. It's been a while. Camp Worship. Who knows? Amen. So this, we'll get to this in a second. This, back in 2008, back in 2008, the Lord had set Nicole and I aside, and if you don't know it, um, we were both raised around Greensboro, and uh, then we met, uh, we started dating, got married, and we got married in 1999, we moved to Popeton. My dad was raised in Popeton, and we went down there, we had no money, we had no friends, uh, we had no places to go and eat, of course we had no money to go spend and get something to eat, uh, it was basically us and Jesus, and we were real skinny because we had no money for snacks. And uh, it was us and Jesus. And if Jesus wasn't there, we were not eating. <laughs> and uh, did I mention we had no money? We had no, no money, basically. And um, anyway, uh, the Lord at that time started really preparing me to minister and preach. And then in 2000, and about 2000 and Three, uh, he told us to move to Albemarle uh, about a year and a half before we did. And uh, he, he sent us to Albemarle. We knew we were actually at that 2002, Abigail's born. Every time we would cross the county line into Stanley County, we felt home. We felt like this is home. And we finally, it finally registered with us. Uh, we were a little bit slow. But um, it finally registered. This is where God wants us to be. And he sent us here. And we, we knew that probably we would start a church, and, or, or not start a church, I didn't want to start a church, but that we would pastor or minister in some way, preach in some way. And um, so that was 2005, 2008, he really got us separated, and then about midway through 2008, he started dropping it on our heart to have a church. We started praying, what do you want to call the church? And uh, the Lord said, uh, the only thing that kept being in my heart was Boomerang Church. And, I, and my prayer was, Lord, certainly you do not want to call this church Boomerang Church. And he didn't answer me. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. And then I got in some false humility, and uh, I was like, you know what? Um, I know Boomerang Church, it sticks out there. It's got some marketing value and everything. But, Lord, we don't need a church name that sticks out that much like that. And the Lord, Lord kind of corrected me a little strongly. He was like, that is what I want it called. I was like, oh, and that was the end of that discussion. And there was some wisdom just in the name. There was some wisdom just in the name. 
And in January, uh, January 11th of 2009, we had our first service in our living room and uh, at, at our house. And we were there for how long? One month, one year? 14 months. She used to know the days and the hours, but she's gotten delivered since then. So, but uh, that meant every every Wednesday and Sunday, you know, we're getting the house cleaned up. I'm preparing the message. She's preparing the house, and she's got guests coming into her house every week, and which you know it, it added to the pressure of all of that. So now we weren't uh, a part of any denomination or anything like that. We weren't a part of any denomination. So when we started, we started with nothing. And I mean nothing. We had, we had no money, uh, nothing. We had us. And we had for the first year, for the whole year, uh, we had about 10 people there. And I was carrying four of them myself. So we had, we had like six other people that were with us. And that was about it. And, um, huh? And a couch, yeah, that, that had springs broken in the back and kept punching holes in, in the wall. And, um, and we had a card table uh, that this set on. I'll tell you about that in a second. But, and we had this. This is a very light podium. This is the, my grandfather used to work in woodwork. And uh, he made all kinds of things and pie safes and all. This is the very last thing that he made before he went to heaven. And I asked him, ooh, man, I wasn't planning on that. Um, I asked him, I said, uh, G-Daddy, that was my name for him. I said, G-Daddy, will you make me a podium I can preach across, you know? And uh, he made me this podium. And uh, like I said, it's really lightweight and it's awesome. And you can see there, you know, 2-2-2009, G-Daddy, so um, his initials there. And uh, so now what he, (laughs) this makes me laugh to this day, is my my grandmother was moving into some dementia, and she just thought she knew everything. And uh, (laughs) just ask my mom. And uh, so anyway, he got this thing done. It's beautiful. It's exactly what I wanted. We used it so much. And then she came and put that stuff on the top of it, and he wanted to strangle her. Because <laughs> this, he was like, oh, Brian, she messed it all up. She just messed it all up. I didn't want her to put that on there, and this little, I don't know what the coin says up here, but it sticks out. It's like not embedded in here. So he, he had it all smooth so I could lay everything out, and he was like, she just messed it all up. I was like, gee, Daddy, it's fine. I, you know, I'll tell that story and people laugh at some point. So anyway, this, uh, this was the podium that I would preach across in, in the living room and still use every now and then. And um, everybody's been instructed to be very uh, wise with this and don't, don't treat it bad. So we set that back over there. And then in 1992, I went into uh, the Marines in July of 1992 and I went down to camp, uh, excuse me, to Paris Island and then in October, I went to Camp Geiger at Camp Lejeune. And in uh, November, I went to the backside of Camp Lejeune to do my job training. And uh, they had the PX, which at that time, you go into the, the PX is the post exchange or the store where everything is. And, um, you know, I, th- I remember when I graduated boot camp, man, 
I remember it wasn't much. I made 700 and something dollars a month is what my salary was and about that time. And uh, so in boot camp, <laughs> what they didn't tell you was, you're going to make, they said, you're going to make 700 and something dollars a month. I'm like, that's pretty okay, you know, if you're going to get my food and my lodging and everything. What they didn't tell me about boot camp is, we're going to make you buy your own bus ticket. You're going to buy all your uniforms. You're going to buy all your supplies for these next three months. And so literally, when I left boot camp after three months of, of getting my tail drugged through the mud, I carried home with me about $700. And that was it after three months. I was like, this doesn't seem like much. And, uh, but then, of course, you don't really have any bills or anything like that. And, and you get to your job. And I'm on the backside of Camp Lejeune. I go over to the PX. And I'm looking around. And I see this thing. And uh, I just thought it was cool. And uh, it had a little base thing here. It still works good, actually. That's, I guess they built stuff differently. And, um, but... Uh, this was our church sound system. This was our, I, I was like, what are we going to do for worship? And I said, I know, we'll put up some music and we'll put some words on the screen. So we had a piano that couldn't play a, a, in tune at all. We ended up get, throwing it away or giving it to somebody who thought they could fix it. And um, so this was sitting up on top of the piano. Then there was a folding card table that had a computer on it. And uh, no, no, this was on the table, and the little monitor with the words on it was up on the piano. And so then we played music on there, and people worshiped in the living room, and that's how we started. Just, it, I, I won't say that there was much anointing on it. <laughs> it was just, it was, it, was, it was times of anointing, but it wasn't because of the worship. But uh, this thing did really good, and now it says set here. For about 10 years doing nothing, but reminding me of a time where all the lives that we've touched now over the years started, and this thing saw the start of it. But you have to also understand that when I bought this, you know, and, and it didn't always play worship music through it. when I was in the barracks at Camp Lejeune. But I, I, I reformed it and got it saved, and now it plays worship music. And, um, but one of the things that happened was that this meant something to me, because when I bought this, this basically represented like the biggest purchase of my life <laughs> is what it seemed like, you know. I think it was like $150 or $200, but man, to me, that was a ton of money at that time. That was a ton of money. And, um, you know, here we are, what I wanted you to see is that here we are in this time, and we start BC, uh, BC, start Boomerang Church, I have BC on my notes. We start Boomerang Church, and we don't have anything. And we just say, you know, and the monitor that we put words on, I just pulled one of my computer monitors in there and said, this is what we're going to use. And what ended up happening was that Nicole and I and, and some others, but I would say mainly us at that moment, was we, we said, look, this is who we are. And Lord, this is what you've told us to do. Yeah. And, and this verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 18 
you know, he planted us in Boomerang. Like, it wasn't just that I was the pastor. He planted us there. He planted us. This was our church. He planted us there. And we took some of the most valuable things that we owned and just sowed it and gave it to the church. We just said, this is, this is you. You know, and so we gave, you know, our living room and our house up and we gave, we gave up the, the boom box. And, you know, we didn't do this because we were pastors. We did it because this was our church. Can you see? We did it because this is our church. And, you know, Nicole had just gotten a job and we were paying the bills, barely, um, they, they were getting paid. That was a testimony in itself, but they were getting paid, but it still wasn't like way over or anything like that. But basically, she worked her job, and I worked the church, and I didn't get any salary for four years, none whatsoever. And when I did get salary, it was $500 a month. So I'm, I made less than what I made at boot camp. <laughs> and and the, now why would we do that? Because this is our church. This is, this is what God told us to do. We're talking today about unlocking the life of God. And we just sowed. There's so many. I, I'll, walk through, I'll walk through some of the stores and I'll be like, oh yeah, that, that's ours. That was, or that was the girls. They sowed it. You know, <laughs> they sowed it when we told them, hey, we need to use this for the church, you know. But what we saw, and, and, and this isn't the end of it, but what we saw was even though there was 10 people there and we're sitting around the living room, we saw you in the future and said, you're worth it. You're worth it. That's what we saw. And we said, you're worth it. Your life is worth it. Your joy, your walk with God is worth it. Worth it. You being a disciple of Christ is worth it. And we saw those things. You're worth it. And so we paid a price, so to speak, of, you know, not making much, giving everything that we had. If, if we needed something in the church, if we needed something, we'd go buy it. Because the church didn't have money at that time. We weren't, you know, a lot of, a lot of church plants in the last few years been a part of a denomination and they give a little bit of funds and they have somebody backing them and praise God as we plant churches they won't start where we initially started they'll have a church that helps to back them so as we plant the church in Troy they'll have a church that backs them that believes in them that's got some extra stuff to to throw their way you know and, and praise God about all of that but that's not where we started somebody had to say I see the vision of God, and I'm willing to do what it needs, what needs to be done to get to that place, to get to that place. Now, what happened in, the, in this is we didn't do this because we were pastors. We did it because we're ambassadors. Let's look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.20. It says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. See, our number one job, every believer, 2 Corinthians 5.20, every believer, your number one job is not where you get a paycheck. Your number one job is an ambassador of Christ. 
That's your number one job. And if you don't understand that, then you're going to spend a lot of time wasting your time trying to grow in what you think your number one job is, and you're going to miss out on the supply of God that he had for your life because that's actually not how it worked at all. It's not how it worked. How many people have you seen, they've dropped everything, moved across country, moved across the world for a job? All the time you see that. But how many people drop what they're doing and move across the country or the world for God? You see it every now and then, but tell me, what would the percentage be of people that do that for God versus the people that will do that for a job? Yeah, so so many more people will do it for a job. Well, what does that tell us? That tells me that they have a trust more in the job than they do our loving Father. And when we see that, now it explains some things to us as why they don't have the provision. You know, God says he'll give you the power to get wealth, and he tells us he'll add no sorrow to it. So you may see people with some wealth, but you'll see them full of sorrow. I mean, just look at at Hollywood and the entertainment industry, and you see so many people, they may have some money, but the issue is they don't have the peace that goes along with living for the Lord. They don't have peace. All of us should have peace and have the peace of God on everything that we're doing. We didn't didn't give these things and so, think about this. If we wouldn't have sown what we did, you wouldn't be sitting in this church today. There would not be a body where people get healed like this called boomerang. It might be a different one, but this is the product of faithfulness, and not just us. Other people sowed in as well. Other other people sowed for you to be here. You know, just looking around, even in this room, there's people that literally have moved across country to be here and support and believe God and volunteer, right? You know, I know Barrett and George, they believe God uh, to volunteer their time. They got to the place where their finances and their giving... And they believed, they believed God so that Barrett could go full-time. So she dropped, you know, a lot of people don't know this. I'll tell everybody right now. And, and they said, we're going to drop her income so she can come and be full-time. It took the church to a different level. It took the church to a different level. Buddy and Serena, when they came here, you know, both of these guys, they earn some now. They earn some. We pay them a small salary. And, uh, and, and, but when they came here, they came here, there was no promise of any job whatsoever. And they just believed God. They said, let us put our faith out there and start sowing seeds. And, and they just believed God. And he said, I'm just volunteering from the get-go. I'll change and go get something if God tells me to. But we're believing God. And God, God financed it. He, he brought it to pass. He brought it to pass. And our kids have been volunteering all their life. <laughs> they, they hadn't been getting paid anything until just recently, you know. They, they, now they're working, you know, Abigail's working full time, but they volunteer all the time. All the time. What are they doing? What, what's happening here? People are deciding, Lord, I'm sowing where you've planted me. I'm sowing where you planted me. When you sow yourself, right, Think about a seed. 
Think about a seed. Last night, uh, Brother Tracy did such an awesome job in South Carolina. I've never heard a message put the way that he put about being planted and a covering. And uh, he didn't know, of course, that I was going to talk about this this morning. The Lord had already given this to me. Uh, Well, no, he dropped it in my spirit last night, but he'd already given me a thread that he wanted me to go with. He has no idea what he touched on that was so pertinent to where we are as a church and how we need to hear that message. But one of the things that you see is the life is in a seed, but it never gets unlocked until it plants itself. There is a life locked up in the seed that can't be released until it's sown. And I'm talking this morning about unlocking the life of God. Unlocking the life of God. There's a life of God, what you may not know is a Zoe life of God, inside of every believer, every ambassador. And when you sow yourself, things change. Jesus said it this way in, uh, in John 12, 24. He says, truly, truly, I say it to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. So if it doesn't fall into the earth and die to its own self, it will just be a seed that's always alone. But if it dies, if it's planted and sown, it bears much fruit. It bears much fruit. Now, what's interesting is that the system of God that he set up is is seed time and harvest. He says in Genesis, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. He tells us in the parables in the New Testament, that the kingdom of God is like a seed. The kingdom of God is like a seed. And one of the things that we see is we'll never be who God's called called us to be until we plant ourselves. Until we plant ourselves. One of the major statements, and it still hangs around to this day, that God gave us in those early days from the beginning of Boomerang is find your joy again and really live. Yeah, find your joy again and really live. And and part of the basis about that is people were missing their joy. I mean, you can just go to Walmart and tell that. They were missing their joy, and we wanted to help them find that. But one of the things the Lord quickly led us to was this, is that there's no way that you're going to find your joy not being planted in what God's called you to do. There's no way that you're going to find the joy of the Lord without being planted in what God's called you to do. In other words, if if you're sitting there all of your life and you never plant yourself and give yourself and, and bring about the produce, the fruit that God's called you to, you'll never truly be fulfilled in that joy. And so when we said find your joy again and really live, one of the things that we were wanting to do is unlock the life of God that's in you. To unlock the life of God that was within all of us. But in order to do that, you have to plant yourself. You have to plant yourself. 
In order to unlock it, you have to plant yourself. You have to sow yourself. Because if you don't sow yourself, then basically you just remain alone and your joy will never be full. It'll never be what it was designed to be. And we'll stand in front of Jesus with nothing to say. Yet, if we plant ourselves and sow ourselves, it bears much fruit. Then what happens is we'll stand in front of Jesus and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's what I want my testimony to be. And that's what I want our testimony to be. I want every person that ever touches these doors to stand in front of Jesus and hear, well done. Well done. I want, I want every person to hear those. But the, the, the one thing is, I can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And when we decided to, to start the church and there was no promise of a salary, you know, logically, that doesn't even sound good. Like, I, no, you, you mean I, I might not get paid anything for all this work? Well over 40 hours a week. I might not get paid anything for that? I didn't know at that time, but I knew there wasn't a date where it was promised. For four years. Four years. But it was like this, like, my life is crucified in Christ. We're ambassadors. This is, if this is the cost, it'll be worth it to one day see Kevin's face light up with the joy of the Lord as he steps into what God has for him. It'll be worth it to one day see Mark and Amy be the ambassadors they're called to be. It'll be worth it to one day see that anointing flow through Phil. And every person. It'll be worth it one day to watch souls be won on the streets of Albemarle by a girl that all everybody called shy for so long named Sammy. It'll be worth it. But bold in the, in the Lord. I turned around yesterday, and I'm watching. Yesterday, last night, there was that service, and I'm watching. I turn around, and I see Sammy receiving from God right in the middle of worship. I'm like, glory to God. I remember when she first walked in here and sat like this for, like, for weeks, like, didn't look up at anybody, didn't, didn't you know, if somebody said something to her, it was more like this. Now she's sitting back there worshiping. Yeah. Yesterday, she's winning souls. Amen. It's different. That's worth it. It's worth it for peace to come into people's lives. It's worth it. It's worth sowing ourselves, being the ambassador that God's called us to be, regardless of what our job title is. Regardless of it, it's worth it. And again, we didn't plan it because we were the pastors. We planted it because this is where God placed us. Look at this verse. Set your eyes on it. Psalm 92 and verse 13. Psalm 92 and verse 13 shows a plan of God that says planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Now in this plan that God's laid out, in this plan that God's laid out, 
there's a lot of things that are in this little plan and even in this one verse. You see even in, in Ephesians where you have pastors. pastors. Pastors are known, literally the word is shepherd. Shepherd and sheep. Shepherd and flock. One of the things that you see is it's not the sheep that tell the flock where to go. It's the shepherd that leads them to those places. You see the same thing here. You see it where you're planted in the house of the Lord. And you see in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, the first verse is, now God places the members. You know, it's not for us to shop churches or to, it's not for us to go where our flesh is comfortable. It's for us to get on our knees and hear from God, God, where do you want me to be? And then only choice we have in our planting and our placement is to be obedient to what he said or not. You know, we, we, in America, we've turned it into a marketing campaign, and that's wrong. It's messed up. It's not right. That's not what God's Word says. God's Word says He places you, and my job is to receive the placement and choose to sow myself into the soil of that field. Now, if you think about it just where the farmer is, it's not the seed that determines the vision of the field. The farmer is given a vision, if, if a farmer is living properly, a farmer seeks the Lord and he determines this field is going to be set aside to do this task. And this portion of the field is set aside to do this task. The seed doesn't determine that. The person planted doesn't determine that. The farmer does because they're listening to the Lord. So when he says in Psalms 92, if you'll put it back up on the screen, he says planted in the house of the Lord. He's also referring to, you can go back to John 12, 24, where Jesus says, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, and dies. Well, that doesn't sound good to our flesh, but that's what sowing is. I'm not, I can't, you know, think about like a sunflower seed. If I plant that seed, I can't eat it anymore, so I lose the ability. I die to that immediate fruit of eating the seed, but I open up the potential for a harvest of many seeds if it's sown. So we never want to eat seed. And then here's the thing, we don't want, listen, if we don't plant ourselves we consume ourselves. If we don't plan ourselves, our lives will be consumed by everything that pulls on it. And ultimately, it's us consuming ourselves. We have, in order to unlock the fullness of the life of God and the flourishing of God, we must plan ourselves. We must plan ourselves. Now, are we, are we moving on from our correction to get ready for the glory because of the shaking that the Lord's doing? No, this is right along with it. We must plan ourselves. God wants to have a church where he can unload the glory on it and they are ready to handle it. They are ready to hold that glory. But you don't get that if people aren't planted. 
Like, and I know, I know we've got several guests here today and everything, and they're, they're hearing from the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about after you've heard from the Lord and you know this is your place. Or even if you're a guest here today and this isn't your place, your place is somewhere else, or somebody's watching online on the archive and this is not your place, wherever God plants you, that's where you need to sow yourself. That's it. That's where you need to sow yourself. That's why you'll see me, like, I'll tell people who we are. Like, you know, and, and for the guests, I didn't really say this yet, but if you don't like to grow, you're not going to like this place. You're not, because we're constantly growing. We're constantly uh, crucifying our flesh. We're constantly longing to move more in the things of the Spirit. And when you move into the things of the Spirit, your flesh can't go along. And so if you're used to catering and coddling your flesh man and the corruption of the flesh and the lust of the flesh, if you're used to that, you're not going to like this place. But that's actually, in my opinion, what a church should be. A church is not to make your flesh comfortable. A church is to crucify the flesh and grow up in the things of God. And that's what we are. Of course, that's why we see the power of God as well. That's why we see these things. So one of the things that we see is just by the definitions and the examples that God uses with a shepherd and sowing ourselves, one of the things that happens is you start to run into this type of terminology where a shepherd is going to help me see what to do and God wants us to submit to a shepherd. Submit. You know, that's what our flesh thinks about submitting. And, and he wants me to sow myself, which I've read John 12, 24. That means i got to fall to the ground and die. No! And all of a sudden you hit these moments and you're like, yeah, well, you can either listen to those and unlock the life of God or you can enjoy your flesh and it'll be consumed and stand before Jesus and not hear what you want to hear. I think the choice is obvious, but and can't we see that not everybody chooses that because they don't have a revelation of that. But even think about this. If a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, what it's saying is, I don't have my own vision for my life anymore. Yeah, Glory to God for you because you know the revelation, but that's not glory to God to most of the world. I got a vision. For a vacation house and a retirement and having all my time to do what I want to do. It's mine. I remember one time we had a leadership and uh, lead, a guy on leadership, on the leadership team. And uh, he said, you just, you just want me to do stuff all the time. We do more now than we did then. He said, you just want me to do stuff all the time. I'm like, I'm not. I said, go to that whiteboard. I said, show me how many hours you spend here versus how many hours you spend at work. How many hours you spend sleeping and eating everything else. And when we tallied it all up, he did spend a number of hours each week. But it was low compared to everything else. I said, now look at that. Yeah, you're spending some hours here, but how come you're blaming God and the church and not other stuff first? Like if you don't have any free time, 
then why is it the church gets the blame? That's because our flesh has its own vision. Our flesh has its own vision for what it wants to do. God says this. He says, gather all the more as the day draws closer. As we get to the end of time, which we are close. We are truly in the last of the last days. Jesus is coming soon. He is coming soon. And he says, gather all the more. That's his commandment. That is our Lord's commandment, gather all the more. I'm not just trying to, well, let's see what we can do to tie up people's time this week. Uh, Pastor Nicole, what, what can we do just to tie up people's time? Let's think, how can we just keep them busy? No, that's not what we're doing. No, I'm actually praying, Lord, uh, is there any, can I give people a break? Like, can I, like, let's do that. And they'll tell you, oftentimes I'll say, no, y'all go home and rest. You've been working hard. Yeah. Happens quite often because they work hard quite often. We're, we're looking for how do we have a good balance of this. We, we sow where God wants us to sow. Sleep where he wants us to sleep. Rest where he wants to rest. Play where he wants us to play. Right? We just want to hear from God. The, the key is that we make God's vision our vision. But see, when we plant ourselves, you literally are saying, I have no more vision that's personal. I give myself and my body and my life and my time. I give it to God. And God said, plant yourself here, so I give it to this field. What God does is he has a plan for the whole world and everybody, and he'll choose leaders, pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and, and teachers, and he will say, you take care of this part of my vision, you take care of this part, you take care of that part, you take care of that. And so he'll give a, a pastor a vision to handle, in this case, in Albemarle, in Stanley County, and in this region. Pastor Brian, I want you to handle the spiritual atmosphere here. I want you to draw heaven down to earth. And I want you to raise up a people that will grab a hold of it, be able to carry the glory because they've crucified the flesh, gotten some of that flesh off them so that my anointing can flow through people and heal and deliver and win these souls. It's part of the vision. A house of love. And prayer, living in his glory and abundance, winning souls, and making disciples for Jesus. But see, God's plan is that he'll give a man or a woman, a person of God that he's called into that office, and he'll give them a vision. And then he draws people to that vision. And the people are to say, I kill and crucify my own vision, because if you have two visions, you have division." And a house divided against itself won't stand. And many times that's what you see in churches. You see everybody that comes in, they've not crucified their vision. And all of a sudden when the pastor asks them to do something that goes contrary to their vision, they're like, I just don't like staying here anymore. I'm blah, blah, blah. And, then, and then if they're really fleshly, they'll be like, aren't you tired too? Come with me and cause the church split. And all of us have generally heard about it or seen it, sometimes more than others. But it comes back to that vision. And we're not talking about control. We're talking about choices of sowing ourselves. So, for example, let's say that Kevin, amen, let's say that Kevin plants himself, 
in the vision. So he may choose how long, how long ago did you get here? Like two years? So let's say 2020. Yeah, that's right, because we were just starting the lunch plus when you, when you came. So 2020, God says to Kevin, I want you to go to Albemarle and plant yourself. Now, he didn't know that. He was driving up to Vermont. And the, and the Lord spoke to him and said, you're not going to Vermont. You're going to Albemarle. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> and then he got to Albemarle and the Lord said, this is where you are to plant yourself. He gave him a word. Now, it's funny sometimes how we can forget those words because they become familiar with us and familiar to us and we kind of drop that. But he goes, you're not going there. You're going to Albemarle, and you're going to plant yourself in Boomerang Church with Pastor Brian and the vision that he's given. And now what can happen is you step into that place, and oh, man, you're giving yourself to that field. But then over time, you're familiar with it. This happens all the time, all the time. You get used to it. Man, I think I've heard this message before and everything. And before you know it, you're thinking about another field. Where's another field I can plant myself? And oh, the devil's good at doing that. Matter of fact, you're talking his language when you start looking beyond God's word and where he planted yourself. God's a covenant God. For the most part, we're supposed to be in covenant with with each other eternally. This church shopping, church hopping stuff that happens in America, that is unbiblical and ungodly. I'm not saying that nobody ever changes churches. I'm just saying it don't happen as much as it's been happening a lot more than it should have. And so what happens is somebody can be given to the vision and actually die to self at the beginning, but then at some point let the devil talk to them and take up new vision and now move into division again even after they planted themselves the first time. We have to be willing to say, Lord, you planted me here. You gave me a word, and I'm not going anywhere unless you give me a word just as strong and you confirm it. In other words, it's not just going to be me and my spouse talking at home. No, there's got to be a confirmation and a communication in that way. But I am sowing myself. And the word says here that if you will plant yourself, die to your own vision, and plant yourself in the house of the Lord, you will flourish in the courts of heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but I have an idea of flourishing. But in Ephesians, it says this. In Ephesians, it says that I can do more exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think, one translation says, or imagine. I can imagine a lot. And so for God to say to me, I can do more than you can imagine, that's big. Oh, that's big. And so for one, it's one thing for me to think about the flourishing. It's another thing for our Father in heaven who created everything, has an everlasting love, and is all-powerful to say, you're going to flourish. Like, I just have this idea that my idea of flourishing is nothing compared to his idea of flourishing. And he made us a promise. He made us a promise of flourishing if we'll plan ourselves. So now, think about this. What is holding back your flourishing? What 
is holding you back from flourishing? Where is the sowing of yourself that God wants you to say, hey, it's time to increase your giving? I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about you, the person. Lord, I need to do that. Maybe it's 6 a.m. prayer. Maybe it's, maybe it's you know, volunteering at the church. But where is that thing that's holding back the flourishing because your heart is not fully fallen into the soil where God planted you. It's not fully given there and died. You're still holding on to that thing. You remember that leader I told you about, well, what we ended up at, and, and he agreed with me wholeheartedly. He said, yeah, I said, the problem that you have is you still think it's your time. And you're seeing God as taking your time instead of your life being his. And as long as you think it's your time, you're going to have a problem with this for the rest of your days because you think it's yours. You think you're alive because of you. We're alive because of Christ. We're blessed because of Christ. We have eternal salvation because of Christ, not because of ourselves, but because of Him. And, it, and if He paid His life for me, if that was the seed that Jesus gave, what should His harvest from me be? If He gave His life for me, then my life should be given to Him. Now the beautiful thing about the, the Lord is He doesn't make you do it. He doesn't make you do it. He just says, this is right. And then He allows us to give and sow ourselves in that love. He allows us to do that. He says, you'll flourish when you're planted. You know, there's things right now, you know, I'm... I'm going to tell you some of these things today because we're family. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you some. Because what will happen is God will drop faith in somebody to handle something. You know, we always need, and if people are sowing themselves, we need prayers. We need people that know how to pray. Not just present, they've grown in prayer. And they know how to pray. They know how to move heaven. In order to get the will of God done and, and hold the glory, we need people that know how to pray. We have pray at, prayer every weekday at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here. We have prayer uh, every, every Sunday morning from 8.15 to 9.15. We have prayer. We need prayers. We need, we need people that brings their supply of faith, hope, and love. Like, like, think about this. Anybody ever had a bad day before you came into church? Not today. Today certainly wasn't that day. But any, anybody ever had one day, you know, in history? And so, just so you can relate. Oh, what if we all had that bad day one day? Man, what kind of church service are we going to have if we're not giving ourselves over to the Lord? Everybody walks in looking like they sucked on a pickle. Everybody, everybody's, you know, sour face, mad, everything. Do you think we're going to have unity that day? <laughs> unity in being ticked off. <laughs> unity in ugliness. You know, smile, it makes you look prettier anyway. Amen. I need all the help I can get. 
Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> listen, listen. What if everyone, think about this. Brother Trace has been t- talking about this quite a bit. He said, he said, a lot of what happens in the church is based on the receivers. You know, you can pull on God. I've watched people pull on the anointing and pull on God. I wasn't even going to go that direction. They'll pull me with their faith over there because they're expecting to receive. Man, I'm and they walk in, I'm going to get a life-changing word today. Today, my life will change. And I know it. And all of a sudden, like, maybe I walked in and I had that bad day. But all of a sudden, the anointing start pulling through me. I'm like, whoo, yeah, and the glory of God starts flying. People get healed, delivered, and I'm like, I didn't even feel like it. Had that happen many times. What if, though, what if, though, all of us brought our supply of faith, hope, and love? What could happen? We were all in one accord, united on the things of God. We didn't let the stuff of the world get us down or keep our eyes in, a, in another place, but we brought our supply and we flowed in the Spirit. And, and throughout the week, we were studying to show ourselves approved and growing in spiritual things. And all of a sudden, we come in here so filled up and full. And oh, oh, we just got the Holy Ghost antsies in us. And we're just like, glory to God. And they just do one strum of the music, groom. And we're like, yeah, woo! And you just, you're just like cocked and ready to go, waiting for somebody in the church to just do one thing to let some praise out. What can happen to a body of Christ that gets ready because they're, they've sown themselves? What happens there? Oh, it, it goes to different levels. And even if one person's missing it, one person's down, right? All of a sudden, the, the neighbor, their neighbors can bring them up. We need your supply. We need your prayers. We need your giving yourself, even in volunteers. We need that. We need that. Something happened this week. I got a word while we were in Danville on Sunday night from Pastor Sharon up there. She said, Pastor Brian, it is time to believe for the musicians. It's time to believe for him. Now, we have anointing. Even last Sunday, I got, I, I mean, uh, there were people here Friday and Saturday and then Sunday, and they said, man, Sunday morning was at a different level. The anointing was flowing. We have an anointing in our, in our singers. We have an anointing there, and it flows, and you can feel it. So I'm not saying that they're not anointed, but it's time to go to an, the next level. It's time to go to the next level, which means you got giftings in you that you need to sow. You've got giftings you need to sow. You can go uh, right now. Is it on the website? Huh? Yeah, we're getting it up right now where you can go and say, I want to sow myself into these areas. But listen, what made the church today what it is today besides the blessing of the Lord, but it was people in the past who sowed themselves. Listen, we're going to be sitting here five years from now, ten years from now, who else is going to be here with us? And why are they going to be here and be being blessed? Why is cancer going to fall off of their body in the lobby because the glory was in here 
in this place, and as they hit the door, they get healed because of the glory. One is that somebody who was suicidal steps in the sanctuary, and all of a sudden it cracks open the bondage that they've had, and they never face it again because the glory was in here because a people, not just a couple, not just a few, but a whole people sowed themselves into these things. And we're not just talking about spiritual things. We're not just talking about spiritual things. We're talking about spiritual and physical. They both have to be covered. Everything God does on this earth is a partnership between the supernatural and the spiritual. And it's a time to sow ourselves. So when I got that word from Pastor Sharon, Brian, Pastor Brian, it is time for you to have the musicians. And I heard it. I heard the voice of my father coming through her. And instantly, instantly, the Lord spoke to me as well. Because my thought was, Lord, I've been praying for that. I've been praying for that. Now watch this. Here's what he said to me. He said, but the church hasn't. And I realized right then, because here's what I want you to see. You may think this is our church. No, you missed it. This is your church. I I may be at the helm. I may be leading. I may be the shepherd. I may be the pastor. This is your church. What do you want to have happen? What do you want to see? God has given you and I a task in Albemarle, North Carolina to accomplish the will of God and bring heaven down on earth. Pray this way, Father, which art in heaven, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When he planted you in this field, he planted you to change your region. He gave you a church and a body that you could unite with and carry a momentum you couldn't carry by yourself. He gave you a family and a body that you could agree with, sew yourselves together with, agree and change the things of this world and pull heaven down on earth. Occupy till he comes. He didn't leave you alone. He planted you in a field with a vision and with a purpose. And it's not our job to motivate everybody to do everything. That's a part of it. But it's our job to lead with a vision, and it's people's job to plant themselves in that vision and say, Lord, I need to be praying about this. Lord, we want to have not just one team of musicians. We don't just want one team of musicians. We want multiple teams. We want They'll be able to take a rotation and take time, give on one Sunday, impart on minister on one Sunday, and receive on another Sunday. We want, we want teams to be blessed. We want, we want children's ministry teams. We want, we want youth teams. Because look at here, look around. This ain't everybody that's supposed to be in here, and there's more coming every Sunday, and there's stuff happening every Sunday in this place. 
God's got plans. And I'm telling you, every person I get around that understands the Spirit, everywhere I go, they keep saying, Brian, something's about to break loose in Albemarle. Something's about to break loose at Boomerang. Something's about to break loose. Get ready. Get ready. Listen, church, but if we're not sowing ourselves, we're not ready. And he can send it, and we're not ready for it. Let's not be that way. Let's be a place prepared for his glory, moving in the fullness of his life, flourishing in the courts of heaven with a heavenly momentum of God. This is what we're called to be. But it doesn't happen without sowing ourselves. Just pray in the Holy Spirit right now. The Lord is showing right now things to do. He's opening up your part of the vision right now. We need your supply in the Spirit. We need your supply in skill. We need your supply in resources. Lord, open up hearts and minds right now in Jesus' name to see what our role is, what our place is. What is that part of the vision that we are called to that we can be a part of your heavenly momentum and glory poured out in this place? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for expanding. The Lord's told me to do this. We're going to have this very shortly. We're going to have, I don't know what we'll call it, maybe something like a kingdom business fellowship. I don't know. But literally, now literally, I'm talking about this. What is holding us back but our own thoughts, but our own mental limitations? God wants people that understand the kingdom of God. He wants people that understand kingdom finances. He wants people that understand that. We're going to have a meeting for the people who are serious. Now, if you're not serious about this, then, then don't come. If you're not serious about it. Lord, I want to become a millionaire or more so that I can support your kingdom. I can support it. Lord, I want to be this. You put it on my heart to carry an anointing for an abundance for every good work. And we're going to have some people I talked to I talked to uh, some people recently, and uh, we're going to have some people come in that have done these things, that have done just that, that the Lord, they've followed God's plan, become millionaires, and know how to do it and know what to do. We're going to talk to people. Lord, I want to be that. See, God needs people who will sow themselves and even sow their business. I'm not talking about you give the whole thing. I'm talking about you know how to give yourself to the Lord, and God keeps blessing it, and you keep sowing from it, and God keeps blessing it. It just grows, 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 grows. We're going to have, have that. And this is a part of the supply. It's not just spiritual, but it's spiritual involved in every area of your life. Every area of your life. Well, I don't think you're supposed to have money. Well, quit working then. You hypocrite. 
Well, I think I ought to just have just what I need to pay my bills. Then as soon as you get to your monthly budget, quit. Stop for that month. Why do you keep working, hypocrite? See, you've bought into a, a doctrine of a devil. God's wanting to a people that will supply, that knows how to move in these things, that understands. We just, some of y'all know it, some of you don't. We just had an AC unit go out. I think the bill on it, we're waiting on the, on the bill, but I think the bill on it's like 7,100 bucks. Woohoo! <laughs> Glory to God! Yeah, they just told me to, to put the roof on the fellowship halls like four grand. Hallelujah! Right? Here, here's the thing. We got just need some other cameras. We've got to go to the Philippines. We've got to go, we've got to, go to South Africa. I've got to go up to New Hampshire. I've got to go to South Carolina. I've got to go back to Indiana. There's stuff to do. There's people waiting on the gospel, and it's coming out of this church. It's coming out of this ministry. You know, and everything that we do doesn't just happen on Sundays. But we need some people in place that will do the things that they need to do and sow themselves into a place and say, Lord, I'm yours. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. I am yours. From my calendar to my checkbook, you know, what do we think he's telling us to do when he says crucify our flesh? He's not just talking about sin. He's talking about putting down the heart to hoard putting down the heart to covet our time and our money. He says, if you'll get over on this, if you'll understand this, he said, watch this, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things can be added to you. In Matthew 6, One of the things that we see is this, is that when we make ourselves available, God's glory comes into that place. And in that glory, it actually makes more available to you. And then we give that to the Lord, and, and it's just like this big circle of giving that starts like this, and it just grows, and it just grows, and it just grows, and it just expands and expands. That's God's supply. That's His plan. Very few people enter into it because at some point, even if they start right, at some point in that growth, they go, oh man, I'm, I got it good. I'm a self-made person. And they stop their sowing. They stop being planted. And they just stay right there. Their brain has said, that's all God has to offer. And it's better than other people, so I'll just stop right here. And they stop increasing. You, and if we're going to follow Christ, we've got to follow him. Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Kevin, our sound guy, you'll like this. You see that little sticker right there? You know what that's for? Because if you go beyond that sticker in the old house, it was too loud. That's there from 2009. One more scripture. Look at this. It's noon, y'all. This is my last scripture. Miracles happen. Ecclesiastes 11.1. Lord, we just praise you. We just praise you and we worship you. Lord, 
robos obadadiduruma atikidian torobos bay breme mekaha sto breme edikorobian tadinisi lord bring about your will in this place just right now just close your eyes lift your hands to heaven start receiving from the lord the lord's going to give you plants he's going to show you things he's going to show you what to sow he's going to show you understand this if you go into 2 Corinthians 9, if you go into 2 Corinthians 9, he, he literally teaches us that it's not what you have in your bank account that I'm asking you to sow. It's not that. He said, if you'll purpose in your heart to be a sower, and he's not just talking about money, he said, I'll give seed to the sower. In other words, this is seed that you didn't have before. But if you'll say, Lord, I'm, I'm sowing myself, I'm sowing my life, he'll make time where there was no time. He'll give you skills where you didn't have skills. He'll give you finances where you didn't have finances. See, we're missing out because we've been only trying to give out of our bucket instead of drawing on God's bucket and his supply. He'll multiply the seed sown. And start increasing. Lord, right now, start opening up our eyes. Thank you, Lord. We just praise you. You know, if we'll get our sowing and our giving to be a worship of our heart, everything changes. Just start worshiping him right now. Lord, I give you me. The word says when you pray in the spirit, you give thanks well. It's a good worship. Lord, we worship you in the spirit and truth. Lord, we give you ourselves this morning. We give you ourselves. Lord, I'm planted. For those of you who are, I'm planted here. This is my place where you placed me, where you placed us. Father, we receive it now and we thank you for it now. Lord, I sow myself. This is not just Pastor Brian and Nicole's church. This is my church. This is my church. This is my vision that you've given to us. You'll give him the lead of that, but this is my place. This is my family. This is your vision, my portion of your vision that we are bringing about together here. Lord, I give you me. I give you me. I won't let the weight and the burden of a faith project fall only on the leadership. But Lord, I'll take up my portion of prayer. I'll take up my portion of work. I'll take up my portion and I'm sowing myself. Just like they, if they sowed themselves in those early years, I can sow myself now. What if all of us sowed ourselves like Nicole and I did in those first few years? What could we have? What could we change? What could change in this region? Do you think that business and industry could come in and all of our lives would change? Do you think that homes could, could be warm and welcoming of the Holy Ghost? Do you think that a church that's given to the Lord could drive drug addiction out of this county for good? 
Do you think we could see this stuff stop and see the things of God, heaven on earth, glory in the streets of God if we become a people given to Him? We'll not only flourish here, but we'll flourish in heaven. We'll flourish. Let the Lord talk to your heart. Let Him talk to your heart. If you've got anything to handle, lay it down. Whatever it is, you feel like you need to go to the altar, you go right ahead. You feel like, Lord, I'm giving myself and I want Pastor to anoint me to be the sower that you have called me to be, Lord. Come up for prayer. You need healing in your body. You're welcome to. Lord, I need you. I won't be held back. I won't be left alone from this day forward. Lord, I walk in everything you want me to walk in. Lord, we're not going to be short. We're not going to be shy of your things. Lord, we're going to walk in your fullness. We're going to walk in your fullness. We're going to walk in your fullness today. Lord, we're going to be those people that believe you for an abundance in every area, not just money. It's not just about money. But he wants you to have fullness of life in every area. That last verse that I asked you to pull up, that last verse, I want you to look at it right now, Ecclesiastes 11.1. He says, Cast your bread on the surface of the waters, for you will find it after many days. In other words, what will happen is you'll be walking down and going down the river of life or beside the river of life, the timeline of your life. And you'll take the things that God has given you in your hand like bread and you'll cast it into the river. And in that bread are seeds. You'll say, Lord, you're asking me to give away this abundance. You're asking me to give away some of the abundance that you've given me now. To sow it. Our time, our resources, our skill. Lord, I sow it. And he says, here's the promise that I make to you. I will take that seed. I'm going to float it down the river. Eventually, it's going to hit the delta where there's a bunch of resources and minerals and supplements. And you're going to find that as you continue down the road of life, I'm going to have a whole harvest waiting on you where you took time to sow. Cast it, and you're going to find a harvest in the future of your life. It's going to be waiting on you right at the right time, right at the right place. There'll be a harvest around the corner right when you need it. It all begins with this. Lord, I sow myself. I sow myself. This morning, I want you to sow yourself. I want you to Pray and give yourself to the Lord. Lord, I'm yours. Whatever you want to do with me. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Yes, we need a Savior, but in order to have a Savior, we have to make Him Lord. You're the director of my life. Pray this out loud with me today. Pray this with your mouth. Don't pray it on the inside. The Lord tells us to pray it and speak this. 
Say this with me. Say, Jesus, you are my Lord. You're the Savior of my life. I give you me. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. I need your help. And I believe today that you're giving me that help. And I believe you took my sin on you and you took it to the cross and the grave. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And your word says that I'm in you. And when he raised up Jesus, he raised me up, showing that everything that could hold me down no longer has the power anymore. I receive freedom. I receive healing. I receive a breaking of the bondages of everything that I can run with you and sow myself in heavenly levels. And today I choose to do that. Pray this last part. Jesus, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire so I can be empowered to walk with you and be your witness. And today I choose to sow myself my life, my decisions, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And as you do this, the breakthrough is yours. I want you to get that song, play it, sing it, worship team. And worship team, if you're in the prayer line, don't go up there. You stay where you're at. But it is our year a breakthrough. And you break through. Think about this. How many people want to break through? There's a breakthrough that happens when a seed is planted. And it's there and you don't see anything. It looks like nothing's working, nothing's working, nothing's working. And then all of a sudden you have the leaf and the stem that breaks through the ground. It's your breakthrough time. But it all starts with the seed. It all starts with sowing ourselves. Lord, we sow ourselves today. We sow ourselves to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we sow ourselves today. Let your anointing strengthen and empower for the breakthrough. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A breakthrough. Yeah, a breakthrough. A breakthrough from the seed, from planted in the house of the Lord. A breakthrough in Jesus' name. In every way, in every way. Anointing of God, flood from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Yeah, a breakthrough in Jesus' name. A breakthrough in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Bodo Mozart, and anointing. Anointing. Oh, mighty. Oh, mighty. Yeah, glory. My victory. <laughs> my refuge. Thank you, Lord. You are the God. You are the God. Oh, a breakthrough. Lord, I sow myself. Now listen, as you stand up here ready for prayer, I don't want you to just focus on the breakthrough and faith for it. I want you to focus on faith to sow into your breakthrough. Lord, I'm sowing into my breakthrough. I'm sowing myself into my breakthrough. And as I sow myself, God's going to bring about a supernatural power and that life of God's going to be unlocked inside of me and break through in Jesus' name as I sow myself. I sow myself now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Focus on your seed to the Lord. Lord, I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you my thinking. I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you all of me. I'm giving it to you now. I'm yours in Jesus' name. Raise your hands high. Lord, I'm yours. I give you me. I give you me. I said high. In Jesus' name, yeah. In Jesus' name, I'm not being held back. Breakthrough, Lord. I give you me. I give you my thoughts. I give you my life. I give you me in the name of Jesus. Bring her back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Down, Thank you, Lord. Oh, I'm not going to In Jesus' name. Lord, I give you me. I give you me. I give you me. You're going to be amazed at what the Lord does through you. To you and through you. You are going to be amazed. People are going to be, is this the same girl? Is this the same lady? You're going to be amazed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You are the God of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Joy of the Lord. Strength of God be in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. It's your day. A breakthrough. Your time. A breakthrough. Don't you fall victim to those old habits and thoughts. In Jesus' name, it's your time. A breakthrough. Your time. A breakthrough. In Jesus' name. You are the God. It's your time. A breakthrough. In Jesus' name. It's your time. A breakthrough. In Jesus' name. It's your time. Breakthrough. A breakthrough. Jesus you are it's the God. You are the God of you the breakthrough. It? You got it. It's your time. A breakthrough. 
You're stepping into some things now. God has had planned from the time that you got here. From the time you got here. He's had some stuff lined up for you. He's had an overflow. You're about to step into it at a different level. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Lord, I give you me. I give you me. I give you my thoughts. I give you my actions. Oh, I give you me. In Jesus' name. Lord, bring all your help, all of your glory now. Lord, bring hope in such ways like she's never seen. In the name of Jesus, let all of that spirit of heaviness and that attack that's tried to keep her down and keep her away, let it be broken forever now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your anointing break every yoke. I see a new freedom coming over you and on your life from this day forward in the name of Jesus. It's your breakthrough day. It's your breakthrough time as you decide and yield to the Lord and give yourself to Him. Watch how God will move with you as you partner with Him. Watch how He'll move and partner with you. Lord, anointing and breakthrough come now in the name of Jesus. And an overflow, an overflow. Lord, fill her hands, fill her hands, fill her life, fill her home. Lord, fill her 
in every area. Feel her peace. Thank you, Father. He's putting things in your hands. Use them. He's putting things in your hands. Use them. You got a hold of something. You got a hold of something. You got the life of God in you. You got the breakthrough of God in you. You got the name. You got his healing. You got his prosperity. You have his protection. You have his wholeness. You have his fullness. You have his restoration. You have his protection. You have everything of deliverance. You have his salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Overflow. Say, Lord, I receive. I yield to you. And I receive. Y'all hold hands. Let me see your hands. Say, Lord, we give you us. We give you me. I give you me. I give you us. In Jesus' name. We give you our finances. We give you our protection. You have it. We receive it. In Jesus' name. We sow ourselves in everything that you would have us do. In the name. And overflow. And overflow. I speak peace and grace now. I speak peace and grace in every way. Peace and grace in every way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Alright. Pull it down. Thank you. You three men, look here at me. Rama, I want you to, I don't, I don't normally do this. I want you to hold each other's hand, hold them up like this. You remember Aaron and her holding up Moses' hands on top of that mountain. I see you guys standing in a string like never before. You not only represent yourselves, but you represent every person that's in here, every pillar, every, every uh, person that's called to be a strength and a person that upholds the vision, that upholds the nature of what God's called us to. You represent it, and when I pray for you today, I want you to receive it on behalf of the people. You are not just holding up your own hands. It's not just you and your spouse or your future spouse throughout the week at home. It's not just you. It's not just your business. It's not just what you do. There's family standing beside you. And even when you're at home in your, in your living room, there's somebody that's holding up your hand in prayer. There's somebody that's, that's having faith for you. There's somebody that's applying hope for you. There's somebody who's standing up and loving and shedding the love of God abroad in your life. You are not standing alone. And as you stand here, I want you to purpose yourself not only to receive that from the spiritual family of Boomerang, but I want you to make a covenant with God. Lord, I'm going to uphold my part from this day forward. You represent what's happening here. 
This right here represents what's happening here in this body. You are not alone. You have a family. You're standing for the vision of God in this area. This is your church. This is your vision. This is your calling. And as you're sowing yourself, things are happening. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let your anointing come on these men and every person in this house like never before. Let your anointing flood them, overflow them, and come on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing in the name of Jesus. And again, in the name of Jesus and anointing of God. Come on her now and help in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's some things coming out of you like never before. And this is what I saw in my spirit when I stood before you. Clear. 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 There's new life coming into your finances now in the name of Jesus. There's new life coming into your thinking, new life coming into your home. New Zoe life of God in the name of Jesus. We call it in now. We have it. We thank you for it. New life be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You are doing so good. Yeah. Overflow now, Lord, as they've stood for you. Overflow the blessings of God like never before. Let things work in Jesus' name. Let them work in the name of Jesus. Where it's been such a struggle, in the name of Jesus, I call every broken piece healed, fixed, restored, favor works. It doesn't break every time. It works in Jesus' name. As you give yourself to Him, it works from this day forward. It works. It works. Lord, heal the broken heart. Heal the broken mind. Heal the broken system. Lord, it works in the name of Jesus. Hold your hands out. Lord, let these hands be anointed. Let these hands be anointed to bring about every will of God. Let nothing be held back and let your anointing zap her with a supernatural anointing to do everything that you called her to do. Nothing held back. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Dobron, just receive that right now. It's flowing. Mana oka de isto, romamata daranso. Kanyanko madorum. What you put your hands to will prosper. What you put your hands to will flourish in the name of Jesus. What you put your hands to will prosper. What you put your hands to will flourish in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Karalotani, Bratananoso, Bobani Karadi, Haradantanarantoro, raise your hand. Badini Gotoro, Tonkolando, Dobani Karamosomo, 
Let them never fall down again in Jesus' name. Let it never fall down again, but let them uphold your vision and your plan forever in Jesus' name. Strength of heart, strength of mind, in the name of Jesus. Yep, Lord, let them see clearly what is your will and what isn't your will and give them strength with all your strength for him to bring to pass every bit of it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Raise your hands. You might as well drop the mic. There's your mic drop moment. In Jesus' name. An anointing to worship, an anointing to bring about the presence and the atmosphere of God in the name of Jesus and everything in life full and whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. know what that was. Does that happen during during the normal song and we just don't know it? Did you hear? That's different. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. DJ and Crystal, will y'all come up here? Yeah, the anointing, the worship. Good to see you. Y'all got the plaid thing going on. Well played, well played. Step on up here. God's got good things for you guys. God's got good things. As you sow yourself, you let the Lord show you what to do, how to do it, and you'll step into the blessing of God time and time and time again. And it's time. He's calling you. He's wanting you to step in now. Always, the world is always like, well, now don't go too far now. Don't go too far, you know. And that's the way the world does. But it's time. There's a timing on it. And there's an anointing on that time. You can feel it in your heart. You can feel, Lord, you're calling us. You're doing something like, I don't even know why I want to do this stuff right now. Like, I now I want to do it right. A few months ago, I didn't really care. But there's something that's the Holy Ghost pulling you right now saying, I, I, if you'll do it right, I got some stuff for you. If you'll set your heart on me, I got some stuff for you. And so you just yield to him. Just close your eyes right now, lift your hands. Thank you, Father. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, we give you us. We give you, I give you me. We give you us. Lord, you show us what to do and we'll do it. Father, right now, let your anointing and your purpose be shown and received in the name of Jesus. Say this with me. Say, Lord, I receive it. I receive your anointing. Thank you, Lord. Now, right now. Aha. Pour it out from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. There it is. That flow of the anointing. See, it's right in here. You feel it? See, I can't make that happen. But I can transfer it. But it's him. He's touching your life. He's showing you. I, what, what Pastor Brian just said is true. Now watch this. Close your eyes. Keep receiving. 
in Jesus' name. Fill them and overflow them in the name of Jesus. <laughs> He's strengthening you too right now in Jesus' name. And overflow. Lord, let our hearts be your hearts. Let us not have hold anything back in the name of Jesus. Fill her and overflow her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you. He's still pouring out. You just receive as long as you need to. Glory to God. More. Now, the more, Lord. More. As they stand here, let it be a symbol of how they're holding on and how they will not let go from this day forward. They will not let go. They will not let go. This is it. We're moving forward. We're not going backwards. This is it. We're moving forward. We're not going backwards. It's going to work. It's not going to break. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Raise your hand. Father, right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. As we sow ourselves, God deposits us on the river of life. He deposits our seed. And we travel down, and there's a harvest waiting on us. Today is our day to say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm never going back. And I receive everything you have for me to change my life, to change the life of the people in this area, in this county, in this city. Lord, we receive those things. And this is our church. This is our church. And we're going to do with it what you have wanted done. We're preparing ourselves. We are, we are getting ourselves into the position to walk with your glory, to hold your glory, and change your region in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you receive that? Shout amen. Amen. Do you receive that breakthrough? Amen. Amen. Oh, man. God's doing some big stuff here. I mean, Pastor was talking about earlier. There's big things happening here in this house, and it's an honor to be planted here. And uh, so I'm excited about it. I uh, wanted to give you guys a couple quick announcements. Um, coming up uh, tonight at 4, yes, at 4 is Youth, uh, Blaze Youth. Uh, if you're from grades um, 6 to 12, we want to invite you to become a part of that. Um, we also have live groups this week. Uh, if you're not a part of a live group, come connect with somebody. Uh, just connect with anybody, and they'll connect you with the right person to, uh, to join a live group. Life groups are important uh, to that planting. Uh, we also want to let you know that Impact University is going to be this Tuesday at 6 p.m. So if you're not a part of Impact, ask someone and they'll ask someone until you find the right person. Um, and uh, we also want to let you know that we have a live daily broadcast every single weekday at 11.30 called Lunch Plus. If you want more preaching and teaching like this, you can find us uh, on our YouTube channel. If you want to find that, there's some QR codes, uh, QR cards out there on the kiosk. But guys, we love you. Be blessed. And we'll see you next week.